0: Welcome to another episode of the Get Your Edge podcast. I'm your host, Brian Bott from Sports Advantage. Uh, I'm here with my co host, Coach Dean Manchi from Kimberly and the Fox Valley Throws Club. Coach, how are we doing over there?
1: Doing awesome today. It's Super chilly. Exciting. It's getting chilly. Yeah, it's getting a little chilly up here.
0: Well, you know, as we talk about typically on a week to week basis, um, you know, in Wisconsin, obviously our our teams are getting into the playoffs and things like that. And obviously coach you and I talk a little bit about Friday nights and football, but we're very excited today um, to have our first uh, volleyball guest on um, the state of Wisconsin and, and across the country. Women's volleyball has really taken off and we are, we are overly excited to have uh, Emily Scott from uh, formerly from Kimberly. So again, I'm overmatched here with the Fox Valley uh, association uh, athletes and coaches um, but Emily plays for the University of Louisville. Um, currently ranked second in the country. Um, very excited to have Emily on. Emily, are you there? Yes.
2: Yeah. Yep.
0: Fantastic. So we are yeah. we are overly excited to have her on. So Emily, if you could just with our with our listeners just kind of share a little background um, where you came from um, and what it's like playing volleyball at Louisville, and we'll we'll get this bad boy going here. Uh, I got to crack sure. open my. Bang in drink (laughs) here so I can really get in tune with what we're doing. So Emily, go ahead.
2: Yeah, for sure. So I'm Emily Scott. Um like you said, I play volleyball at the University of Louisville. I'm a senior middle blocker. Um so I am originally from Placebourne, Illinois, moved to Wisconsin early on. Um so I guess I'm from Menac, Wisconsin, you could say. My junior year of high school, I transferred from Lakeland Union High School to Kimberly. Um, and so I finished up my junior and senior year um, at Kimberly High School and graduated in 2018. Um, now I am in Louisville, yeah.
1: <laughs> Emily, it's great. Uh, Illinois to Wisconsin and now in Louisville. Um, mm-hmm. When you were a multi um, multiple sport athlete in high school, I know you did track. You were a very good high jumper. And uh, you had great success in, obviously, both volleyball and track. What was that experience like? And who was your biggest influence when it came to athletics?
2: Gosh. Um, So I would say it's my family that got me into athletics ever since I was young. I've had people around me. My parents were athletes, um, siblings, cousins. Um, So I knew I wanted to be an athlete. Um, That's how I got into it. Um, I'd say... My biggest influence in athletics, especially through high school, um, would be, uh, as well as my family, um, coaches and teammates. I think they played a big role um, in my development as a person, as an athlete, um, just growing up. Um, The experience, the high school athletics, goodness. I miss it. It is, what a time. Um, I mean, it's, it's just an incredible atmosphere teammates coaches just being able to enjoy your sport um have fun but also have that competition um you know the rivalries you know be able to work hard and get better at what you love to do
0: so you know kind of following up on that too emily um you know i know i know i read an article on on one of your cousins who's also been on the podcast uh, aj klein and you know what what we see as coaches is Typically, you know, within families, if there's one motivated person, there's multiple motivated people, right? Um, mm-hmm. So, and AJ's, you know, I've met AJ and things like that. Um, just kind of speak about maybe a little bit of the influence he's had on you and um, your development and growth as an athlete, because obviously you're you're a high-level athlete as well. And and just maybe speak a little bit about that.
2: Mm-hmm. So, yeah, for sure. Ever since I was little, um, I've been able to look up to AJ and he's been able to set a great example, um, for me to see, um, and to follow in and to be able to find my own success. Um, and the incredible thing is that for, for me, at least he put the definition of hard work and dedication, um, into sight. I was able to see that, um, and be able to look at those actions and be able to follow them and. Do that in my own way um to find success um but i i mean having aj as an outlet it's incredible and something that i'm forever thankful for um just because he's just like overall the, the greatest example he's stayed true to himself through everything you know going through high school football um, he's a great college athlete and now in professional football um, he stayed true to himself um, his family his roots um, and more than that he knows that he serves a greater purpose and football is a medium in which he can do that and, and use that to um, serve that purpose and so for me it's been incredible to grow through athletics and be able to see those examples of hard work dedication to get to where I am now but also to see that other aspect of it um, serving that greater purpose, like sports are only temporary and, you know, it's what we're trying to do through that now in order to impact people around us and other things in the future. And so for me, it's been extremely helpful, you know, through athletics, not always rainbows and butterflies. And so we have highs and lows and he's always been right there for me um, when I needed it most to remind me of, you know, why I, why I play volleyball, why I do sports. Um and of that greater purpose um that I serve. So he's been not only um that great example growing up, but he's been a great emotional support to me. Um yeah, he's just been a great cousin. <laughs> yeah.
1: Every family needs one of those. There's no doubt about that. Hey Emily, <laughs> um Louisville, huge in athletics, the community, yeah. the the college, the the whole area. When, you know, people think of Louisville, it's a big time college athletic venue and Mm -hmm. uh, so many great things coming out of that city. What were the attractions and reasons you wanted to further your academic and athletic career there, especially coming from the state of Wisconsin?
2: For sure. So um, for me in the recruiting process, um, you know, as, as a high schooler, you don't, you're not quite mature enough to know exactly everything that you want to look for. Um, and you find that out a lot later, but the things that stood out most to me were um, not only the great academics um, and the athletic program, but the community of people, um, not only at the university, but in the, in the city of Louisville. It was incredible. I feel like, you know, I can, I can for sure say there's none other like it, but I think the important thing for me with that was that Um, because I am so far away from home, I don't have that family support system. You know, my high school friends, coaches, that type of support system. I do have them in a way, um, you know, through online text, phone call, but they're not easily accessible to me. So it was really important to be able to find that community, um, to have great coaches, great teammates, um, a good solid support system around me in order to help me prosper. Um, and not only that, but along the way as well, I've been able to realize, um, how important that decision was that I made because those relationships connections, um, all of that will affect me for years to come and it'll benefit me for years. Um, whether it be in athletics, if that continues or in, you know, a career, um, in the business world, because <laughs> I gotta be an adult someday, but, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, for sure. I think that's been the biggest
1: impact. You know, the transfer portal is really popular right now with all the sports <laughs> at the mm-hmm. collegiate level. And I'm sure, you know, when I talk to many athletes that go on and they go to different out-of-state colleges, there there's gotta be a degree of homesickness at some time. I remember talking to AJ, you know, there, there's times where you're thinking, boy, did I make the right decision? You know, I'm, you know, I'm not easily accessible to family members, you know, at least unless it's through a, you know, some type of technology or whatever, but, uh, what, you know, type of advice would you have for, for athletes that go away to college? Cause I would imagine it's a normal feeling. And then mm-hmm. you have to think of, hey, am, do I want to transfer right away? You know, how right. long to stick into this, you know, what were some of the things that, you know, you experienced with that?
2: so, um, the advice I would give is that you need to understand yourself. If you know that, like for me, I love being around home around my family, but I also know that I want to get out in the world and experience things, get outside of my box, you know, meet people, um, be able to grow in that aspect. Um, so when I say know yourself, like you know, do you want to stay local? Do you want to stay home? Okay, maybe find a college that's closer to home so you can stay connected easily. Um, but other than that, you know, going uh, like of course we we all go through homesickness. Um, I went through it my freshman year, but at that point I had to kind of take a step back and think, okay, what would the benefits be of going home rather than staying here? what what can I gain from that yes I'd get closer to my family I'd be able to have that comfort but would I be really challenging myself to stay outside of my box um, continue to try new things meet new people it's more of um, I think you have to change your mindset from being oh I'm homesick to being oh am I just uncomfortable and that on you know being uncomfortable that's that's a good thing that's part of growth And so for me, I had to dig my heels in and say, okay, I just have to kind of embrace the suck. You know, and from there, (laughs) I love saying that. Um, But from there, it's it's kind of like, okay, if it gets better, then you know you made the right choice and that you're growing and you're maturing and you're able to um, see that change and embrace that. Once you embrace the suck, then you can embrace the change. Um, but otherwise you know some people are meant to transfer and go other places and that at that point once you've stuck it in there and if it's been an extended period of time then maybe that is something to think about you know going back home but I think there's there's a fine line between that like you know being uncomfortable because you're just not in your normal especially from high school like think about it you you spent 18 years growing up in either the same place around the same people of course if you move away especially for me like 10 hours about yeah it's it's gonna be hard but you have to understand like okay it's part of like adulthood it's growing up it's getting out of the house it's doing new things and experiencing new new challenges and how you handle them
0: i've never heard anyone else say that we say that with our kids here the embrace the suck you know, with in the weight room mm-hmm. and, training and stuff like that, and it's it really mm-hmm. fits, right? It just mm-hmm. there are things, you know, about sports. that just you know, unfortunately, You know, it's reality. Mm-hmm. It's just really hard. You know what yeah. I mean? And yep. you know, when you get to that point, and we talk about it, we've talked about Dean on this before. Get on, un- you know, get comfortable being uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. You know, those are the people that really take off, right? Mm-hmm. And it's the same thing I see in business. You see it in schools. You see it you know, the people that can put themselves in uncomfortable situations and force action, you know, mm-hmm. those are the people that are really successful in life. So Emily, you're, mm-hmm. you know, that's, that's a great, great uh, mantra to have for you. Um, so mm-hmm. kind of moving into Louisville a little bit here, yeah. right? We're second in we're second mm-hmm. the country, okay, behind the, the Texas Longhorns in front of our Wisconsin Badgers here in Wisconsin. But mm-hmm. it's, it's one of the things that we talk about at Sports Advantage Emily, you know it's a it's a Nick Saban saying. It's be where your feet are, right? Mm -hmm. And let's be realistic, and let's not beat around the bush or anything like that. When you're a high ranked team, Mm -hmm. that's in your head. You know that the the rankings are right there in your face. Um, Teams Mm -hmm. get all the time. You talk about it. You know, Mm I you know, athletes look at it. They see it every week. What are some Mm -hmm. of the things that maybe your coaches um, or staff, you know, because obviously, you know, not just the coaches, but also support staff, strength coaches, athletic trainers, maybe academic people do to help you guys kind of be in the here and now, like day to day, like win the day kind of stuff that you guys do, because at the end of the day, you can get lost in those rankings, you can get lost and oh, we're really good right mm-hmm. now. But, you know, what are some mm-hmm. of the things that maybe you guys do at Louisville that that are a little unique or, or something to keep you guys in the here and now?
2: Right. So each week, pretty much we have to do Um, as a team, a mental check of where we're at. Obviously, we have those huge goals. We're ranked number two. Um, We we know that we deserve that ranking. We've worked hard for it, um, and we're going to continue to work hard for it. And having said that, number two, like, we we can have the biggest goal there is, obviously, to win a national championship. Um, But keeping that in mind, you know, we have to, we like to focus on staying humble about it. So we want to keep those goals in mind. But for now, we need to embrace the process of getting there. So what that means for us is every single week breaking it down. Okay, what are are our challenges for this week? Okay, so this weekend we have, you know, a game versus Duke on Sunday. All right, so how do we need to prepare this week to be better in order to beat Duke Um, and tackle that challenge on our way to our bigger goals? And so we'll take that and break it down even further every single day. Okay, what do we need to do today during practice to be better for that goal of beating Duke? And we'll take it another step further. Okay, what can we do during this drill to beat Duke as well as make ourselves better throughout the whole process in order to accomplish our bigger goals? What can we do in order to um, get ourselves to the end point of the season pretty much?
0: Well, I think one of the things that you brought up too is, is you guys embrace it, right? We're, you know, we're, mm-hmm. we're a high ranked yep. team, wherever you, you know, where, yeah. you embrace it because you've worked for it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And uh, yep. you know, there was a, you know, I, I love watching obviously NFL football on, on Sundays. And mm-hmm. one of the things I, I watched an interview with Rex Ryan when he was done coaching was no, we want, we want to be a high ranked team, you know, mm-hmm. because that means we're successful. If you're always chasing mm-hmm. teams, you know what I mean? That means you're maybe a little bit behind the curve. And so it sounds like you guys embrace it, but you also understand, mm-hmm. you know, here's where we're at. We're at, you know, maybe, it, you know, middle of the season toward working towards the end of the season, you know, mm-hmm. the end goal is there, you know, but, you know, we're setting ourselves up to chase that end goal. Right.
1: Right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Emily, what is a, what is a, one of our listeners? Uh, what does a day look like? as a, a collegiate volleyball player. Cause you know, a lot of, there's a lot of girls, a lot of boys out there that are playing mm-hmm. volleyball in every sport out there that, you know, yep. wants to play big time division one, you know, the athletics and, and be in the right. sport. But I don't think they quite understand, you know the, the number of hours. I thought I saw a tweet that there was like 3000 hours, you know, that was uh, dedicated as a collegiate athlete. Mm-hmm. That was going to mm-hmm. play at that level. So, what does a, a normal day look like in season for you? And for okay. example, you said you're, you know, you got Duke this week. And, you know, today, mm-hmm. obviously, we thank you for taking a little bit of your time here to do the mm-hmm. podcast, but, uh, yeah, of we course. appreciate that. But what mm-hmm. does a normal day look like?
2: So, for my normal day, all right. So, let's say, um, preparing for this weekend, um, I'll get up usually pretty early in the morning seven o'clock seven thirty just to get going with my day um you know gotta have breakfast because if we don't that's a big problem we need energy for the day um you know kind of get my mind right do my devotional um take some quiet time um move on I'll need to study um being a collegiate athlete you do not get a whole lot of time for schoolwork so any spare moment is huge so i'll use that time to study before class usually around 10. Um, since we're in season we'll do lifts twice a week Um, so those will be one o'clock afterwards we'll go right into practice that'll take us till about six o'clock um so practices can range um in intensity during the week we tend to um taper down a bit before a game um build up taper down um so that'll take us to about six o'clock um afterwards, dinner, study, sleep as fast as I can and continue the cycle. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. you, know, you know, that's important, Emily, um, when we talk about lifting, you know, because a lot of high school programs here, kids in season, <laughs> and, you know, and Brian at with sports advantage you know, trains a lot of in season athletes as well. And I know sport coaches Always start to get scared, and you know it's all of a sudden. There now we have to lift a couple of days a week. You just mentioned you lift, and then you go to practice.
0: Well, the other mm-hmm. thing, Dean, is that she says they lift right, be, right before practice, right before yeah, where, right yeah. before. You know where where a lot of you know coaches want to lift after practice. You know what I mean? Where I mean that that really shows a growth mindset. It's like it's important, and they're doing it right before practice, right? Because the big fear is like, oh my gosh, you're going to be mm-hmm. tired for practice but obviously, you know, the communication must be really high with your coaching staff and the strength staff.
2: Yep. So we like to, um, they monitor, um, extremely well, how our bodies are feeling, um, every day, you know, we have to, it's, you know, like RPEs on that scale. Um, we have to turn that into our coaches, um, let them know how we're feeling, um, and how they can best prepare us for competition and our practice the next day. But, um, a big part of lifting before practice I don't I don't think in my college career I've ever had a lift after practice we want to be able to get the most out of those um, workouts stress our muscles and then take that fatigue and use that during practice Um, so we train those muscles to work through that fatigue of playing our sport so in the in the long run you know when we're traveling on a weekend or you know when we're at the tournament and when we're not lifting you know we're not going to have that fatigue but our muscles are going to be that much stronger and prepared to take you know take us all the way through a five setter so you know for two or three hours so
1: you know i went down there in uh, texas and i and i talked to some of the strength coaches and i had an opportunity and when i was in the weight room talking to the strength coach uh And I got an opportunity to watch those volleyball, Texas volleyball athletes uh, lift. And it's just incredible, the the power and the athleticism and the strength of, you know, division one collegiate athletes. And I was the same thing. I took another trip at Penn State. I had a coaching friend down there and and I did the same opportunity to just watch, you know, the volleyball team lift. And it's just incredible. And I think it's a big message, you know, that we really try to, to make sure we, you know, are letting our athletes know at the high school level is hey, if you want to play at that level, you have mm-hmm. to train like a divisional mm-hmm. athlete in high school. Yep. You Go have ahead. to get more powerful. And the only way you can do that is by training explosively and training extremely hard. And it's great to know mm-hmm. that I think our listeners out there, because we're hoping to get a ton of volleyball we'll this. listeners,
0: yeah, <laughs> because you're
1: our your our first volleyball guest. <laughs> And I and I know twenty seven years at the high school level, you know it gets to the point. All of a sudden, you know, girls are working out, guys are working out, and season comes, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden, well, you know, sport practice is way more important. And uh, you know, those are wasted days of not getting better. And also, I think the weight room really helps you, like you said, it excites mm-hmm. that central nervous system, and you want that. Mm-hmm. You want that as exactly. An want to go to practice and uh, um no better feeling than jumping higher when you're a volleyball player
2: yeah exactly exactly i contribute a huge part of my success as a collegiate athlete to the hours that i put in in the weight room um and just working out outside of my support at Kimberly high school i feel like that's an incredible thing how big the weight program is there um and i love to see it continue to grow and to see more athletes um, take time to do that and to make sure that that's a priority because it is it should be a priority Um, you know like you said I helps to jump higher to play volleyball so but you know I got to lift first in order to do that and then once I have that you know capability that athletic capability then I can take that and translate that into skill and then it helps more there and then it's a balance from there
0: well, and before I ask you the next question, Emily, it sounds like the weight room has given you guys a competitive advantage because you're saying if we can dominate during practice, like games are going to be easier for us mm-hmm. because if we can, if we can have successful high level practices after we've trained at a high level, and mm-hmm. then that's the same philosophy that I used at Wisconsin with our football linemen. Like we mm-hmm. lift the hardest day that we would lift would be our hardest day of practice. So Saturday, right. right? So games are easier for you. So like just having the growth <laughs> mindset that it's okay if, if if athletes struggle during practice to make the games easier is such a huge thing, right?
2: Mm-hmm. Exactly. Like, again, like I said before, you have to like embrace the suck. There's so many days, so many days when we'll have a really tough lift. We'll be lifting heavy. Yeah, we're going to be sore and tired when we go into practice. But from there, it's like, all right, my body feels this way. How can I get the most out of this time in the gym? What can I do? Like it it forces you to focus on skill. You have to be correct with your skill in order to get it right because you're already fatigued. So it not only helps you from that athletic standpoint, you know, you're fatigued, you're gonna do better, but mentally it helps you to stay checked in because you're already drained. So you have to put as much focus as you can into your skill, into what you're doing, into each and every single drill, how you can do it best.
0: Well, we just made every strength coach in Wisconsin that works with female athletes really happy with this no, I hope um, um No, but okay. So, so Emily, like I, for our college, for our high school athletes out there, okay, what's something that that they can do to give themselves a, com- a competitive advantage? A, you know, we our, our podcast is Get Your Edge, and so we're always trying to give our athletes, you know, a, a unique perspective from our guests. Mm-hmm. You know, so something that maybe you did or something that you're looking back like, man, if I'd have done this like this, what's something that can give them a competitive advantage like right now that they can, that they can start doing?
2: So I think the strongest thing is your mind. Um, and so if I, and I, granted, I could have done this better in high school, but now looking back, if I would have given myself advice, I would have told myself, it's never enough, but it is enough. And what I mean by that is you always have a target on your back. There's always somebody that's bringing a target on your back. There's always somebody that, you know, wants to be where you're at and where you want to be. So what are you going to do to set yourself apart from them? How are, how are you going to outwork them? You know, are you going to go in at 5 a.m. to do your lift and when you're tired and, and get better when they're in bed sleeping? Are you going to stay late after practice and get those extra reps that they're not doing. They're going to go home and they're going to lay down and they're going to sleep. Like, what are you doing? Are you, know, are you taking care of your nutrition, your hydration, everything impacts it and helps, you know, when you put those together, then mentally you can stay focused and checked in on the process on the goal. But also you have to understand that, you know, your very best is enough. So, again embracing the suck. the process is not perfect nor will it ever be there's going to be days when it's hard when you don't want to show up when you're trying everything you possibly can and it's just not going your way and you have to give yourself grace for when that happens and you you know i don't want to say take it easy on yourself but you have to take it easy on yourself because otherwise you know that leads to burnout if you're just in that constant frustration struggle like you have to understand think about the process you know there's an end goal you know how can you get there it's it's not a straight line there's going to be plateaus You might go down you might go back up but you know so it is enough but it's never enough at the same time I guess if that makes sense it's kind of contradictory
1: but you know the mental training has been brought up a lot here with you Emily and it's so important because I think you know, when you get to that level, that division one level from a physical standpoint and from a skill standpoint, all the athletes are good. You yep. know, they're probably <laughs> the best athlete in their high school, you know, or one of the best athletes there. So when you get to that next level and you're playing, you know, you're ranked number two in the country, you're playing at such a high, high level. That <laughs> mental part of it is so big. I even see it at the high school level that we're, where an individual love volleyball or they love basketball or love football. And there's days when... You just don't mm-hmm. feel like practicing, or right. you don't feel like training, and you, and that's and you love it. I mean, that's mm-hmm. what you love to do, you know. Right. But there is those days where it is just a grind, <laughs> and um, and I think athletes have to understand that's normal. Oh yeah, I think high school kids don't realize that it's like oh the world's ending here because you know I just don't feel like it today. It's normal, and I'm glad you brought that up because. Mm-hmm. I don't think a lot of athletes understand that they think, Hey, I love, I love my sport. Every day should be perfect. And it's not going to be. So going to your, you know, get your edge advice. We got a lot of coaches that are listening out there too. And you've obviously had so many coaches throughout your high school and collegiate, mm-hmm. you know, level. And what are some things that you really look for? You know, when all of our coaches probably want to be a big difference maker coach out there, that's a goal of theirs. So what are some things that, that you really like and are looking for in a coach? Because there's going to be ups and downs. Mm -hmm.
2: So um, firstly, I think it's always good. um, At least what I look for in a coach is um, someone with a clear vision um, of what they want, expectations of you, out of your team, out of themselves. Um, I think it's really important to have that clear line of communication with the athlete because then they know what to expect of you. They know what um, is expected of them as well. So the other thing with that, that it, it goes hand in hand. I think it's also really important um, that, you know, whoever my coach is, I want to feel um, emotionally secure with them as well um, because we're athletes, but we're also people. So, you know, like, again, we have that mental battle, like we have those personal struggles um, and being able to have a coach that cares for you on that personal level only makes me want to work harder for them. Because then at that point, you know, like there's also another important aspect of that too. Like let's say um, I had a rough day of classes. I had an exam and it did not go well. So I go to practice and I'm upset you know, it's important for me to be able to communicate that to my coach and say, Hey, listen, this personal thing is going on, but you know, I'm still here. I'm still showing up. And it's important for them to understand that and to respect you and view you in that personal way, you know, as an individual, but also to realize, okay, they showed up for me, like they're here to play. And so it's like a balance of that personal, but also business, I guess that would be the biggest
1: thing. You know, post-collegiate, you know, you know, it's sooner or later, you know, the collegiate, you know, playing career is going to be over. So what's in store for your future here?
2: Oh, man. Um, Goodness. Well, I do have a fifth year, a COVID year of volleyball that I could take if I want to, but um, I just actually finished applying to nursing school. So they just started a uh, Masters of Nursing program here at Louisville and so I applied to that. Hopefully hopefully I'll get in <laughs> but yeah so I thought about taking the fifth year of volleyball which I very well still could um, but you know I've had my time. I've enjoyed it um, with athletics. If it continues you know then it continues and I'll be able to enjoy that but um, you know I think it's time that i focus on adult life career career world
0: don't rush so. in too fast <laughs>
2: yeah let's, uh, let's hope
1: you you, you win the yeah. national championship and it'd be a great way uh to, to end yes. your career from a team standpoint that would
2: be fabulous well
0: mm-hmm. emily you, you've been amazing uh, just some really really incredible incredible messages that you know we're, we're looking forward to sharing with you know, for me, some of the schools that we work with, you know, we work with, you know, four or five high schools. So really looking forward to getting them in the hands of a lot of our coaches. Um, if there's anything else that you have before we kind of cut down here?
2: No, I think we've got covered it all. That was great. I'm so glad to be on. Thank you for oh, inviting me.
0: It's fantastic. Dean, anything, uh, Dean, you got the Fox Valley Throws uh, session starting up here. What are we we starting up? Yeah, we're
1: getting Fox Valley Throws Club. We'll have sessions starting January 9th. And uh, we're excited. They'll go all the way up until track season starts. So uh, super excited for that.
0: Awesome. And of course, we got, you know, a lot of fall sports ending, you know, uh, winter sports starting up. So again, fall sports uh, with sports advantage, get back in the gym. You know what I mean? If your sports ending up. Uh, winter sports. If you're training with us right now, keep training, right? In season training is, is so important. Um, And lastly, before we go, obviously we want to thank everybody that that listens to the podcast, shares our podcast. Um, You know, we're trying to grow this organically um, throughout our state and throughout the Midwest. And we really appreciate, you know, all of our listeners, Uh, Dean and I have gotten incredible feedback and we really plan to get some great feedback from our episode here with Emily Um, that's going to end this episode. We will see you next time. Chop it.